We've got some hey, I'm Louise, and I'm Louise, and you're listening to the Content before. is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. You, you. That's right, guys. Today, how to amplify your business through impact-driven marketing. I love this because I've been like, I've been part of this, like in the last like few weeks and it has been amazing. But before we get started, please guys do not forget to subscribe, hit smash that subscribe button to make sure that you get the latest episodes right on your phone. And please, please don't forget to follow us on social media at Rosco on Facebook and Instagram. That's right guys. And if you find this content valuable for you and for others, please don't forget to share it and leave us a five-star review. Yeah, so imagine yourself walking on stage and receiving a two-comma club award. What is that? You might be asking yourself. Well, little grasshopper, <laughs> that's a prize for selling over seven figures of your service or product. And that's right. Today's guest earned a two-comma club award. That's right. We met today's guest after stumbling upon some friends in common. We were all hyped up after listening to the great Tony Robbins when we ran into each other. We connected immediately. It was meant to be. Her superpower is to improve relationships, connection, and message through impact-driven marketing. She was selected to coach in Russell Brunson's Two Comma Club X program. She's a number one Amazon best-selling author and a co-founder of Amplify My Impact. But most importantly, she is the amazing mom of four wild kiddos who apparently love Pirates of the Caribbean. Yo ho, <laughs> please welcome former 2CCX coach, two comma club award winner, best pirate mom of the year, and co-founder of Amplify My Impact, Miss Cassie Brown! Welcome, Cassie. Welcome to the show. We are extremely excited to have you with us today on this amazing Monday. That's right. All right. Yeah, Monday. <laughs> I, I just want to clarify this, Cassie, before we get started. <laughs> I wanted to play the Pirates of the Caribbean song for your intro, <laughs> but I mean, we could have some copyright issues in there, so maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time we'll do it. Okay. <laughs> yes, maybe next time. I want to go to Google right now and, and YouTube and find out if we can get some like um, royalty free. Right, that will be, be great. I, I was ready to bring like a pirate hat, just like start humming the song and everything. Yes. But. So, so guys, for those listening, you know, no so long. Actually, I have Mickey ears. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> yeah, and my wife has a collection of like 30, so we could definitely do part two, everybody wearing Mickey, you know, ears. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> so for, for those listening, guys, we had the amazing opportunity to be in uh, Cassie's show, Amplify, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? Like a couple of weeks ago, maybe? Uh, and uh, we had an amazing conversation yeah. and we learned so much about each other. And, uh, you know, she is a very big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. So <laughs> that's, that's a joke. That's why. So yeah. thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show. Cassie, tell our audience a little bit of like, who you are, where you come from, and like, how do you end up, you know, coaching for Russell and now creating this massive impact with the community and the business that you've created off of that? You know, that's a really good question because <laughs> I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> um, because I really like, I've got Southern roots. I grew up in a really small town, um, but our family was really, really competitive. My mom had business. So we all grew up working in a small family business and we knew what it was like, um, to, to work and, and build relationships because that's what put food on the table. Yeah. So for us, you would never outwork us. You were not going to be our work ethic. And we applied that to every single thing that we did, whether it was school, sports, college. Um, I got my MBA. I thought I was going to go track and um, thanks, you know, that bubble burst really, really early when I was young to realize I do not want a future that looks like that. And from there, just kind of took, took one leap of faith after another. 
Um, I fortunately married my high school sweetheart and um, I started a photography business. It was my first um, venture as a business owner and it grew. Um, and that's sort of where my passion for relationship marketing began because all of my clients were, were word of mouth, 100% organic um, through you know, either, either network, uh, through bridal associations, through other vendors or through bridal fairs. So like I had to hit the ground running and figure out how I was going to get clients. Yeah. Uh, Facebook had just started taking off and, and so social media wasn't like it was today. Um, I, I still remember wrestling over creating my Facebook profile because at the time I was over and done with college and my younger sister was in college. And yeah. to me, I was like, that's what Facebook is. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm beyond that. <laughs> you know, um, I felt like, you know, those, those high school seniors that graduate, but they still kind of hang out in the parking lot. Like that's how I felt <laughs> creating a Facebook profile. Um, but, but I did it anyway, because I realized, you know, social media was the future of, of marketing. And, um, so again, you know, the business was going really well. It was growing a lot. Um, and then, uh, about, I guess about six years into photography, um, my husband was dosed with a brain tumor. Oh. So, uh, that pretty much just stopped everything, stopped everything. And, for five years, I just focused on uh, taking care of him and the family and getting through surgeries and recovery. Um, and Tua got to the point where we had found a new normal. And I just felt like I had all of these skill sets that God had made in me, made uh, me for more. And I wanted to pay back all of the kindness and generosity that we had been given yeah. while dealing with his diagnosis and recovery. And uh, so I, I got to work one client at a time and one thing led to another and, and, you know, discovering webinars and getting back into the world of social media because I left it at the beginning of when Facebook was just starting to take off and I came back to it. And, and you guys know in technology, like if you're away for six months, you know, you're behind on the yeah. learning curve. So I just jumped in the deep end and I started learning and uh, eventually the path led me to Russell Brunson and the first um, FHL event that I went to, I ended up laying down $18,000 to be part of the two comma club program. Wow. <laughs> Thinking what? What an the investment. Heck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so zero to 18 K, um, at that point in time, just, just, you know, having a handful of clients and success as an agency, but knowing that there were, there was more, like there was more opportunity that I could, um, not only contribute to, but grow. Yeah. And I needed to be in a completely different environment. So I, again, jumped in both feet, not necessarily knowing or understanding where it would lead me. And, um, you know, blew me away when they invited me to be part of the coaching program. Uh, fortunately, the coach that I got assigned through 2CCX was Jorge Vasquez, yeah. who is actually my business partner now. <laughs> um, and so I really lucked out there. Like yeah. <laughs> I tease, I tease him all the time. That was a really good 18 K investment, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I didn't seek out to be a coach. I didn't, I didn't have this master plan. Yeah. All I wanted to do was serve and continue to serve at a higher level and to continue to push myself and grow outside of my comfort zone so that I could I could continue to serve and I could create that ripple effect of income and impact, not just for me and my clients, but for my family. Like I wanted to create a legacy for, for others and teach them how to do the same. That is absolutely amazing. I love the story for multiple things. Um, I love the aspect that you made that you emphasize at the end about serving, right? Like you weren't actually like just chasing a position, a title, but you were focusing on giving. And I think there's actually a book out there. I have not read it yet. It's called uh, Giver, but I just read a book that mentioned that book so many <laughs> times that I was like, okay, now I'm going to have to read it. But pretty much what it said is like people that are givers, they they tend to be more successful than other people, right? Like putting it into, let's say, scientific com comparative terms. And the reason why a lot of people may, might not like to be a giver at first is because people think givers are weak, right? Like they're taken advantage of because they're always giving. But 
again, like everything in this world, it's a, it's a long-term, you know, it's a long-term run. And people that are givers build trust, right? Like they, they build those relationships you've been talking about. So I find that super amazing, specifically right after I finished that book. I'm like, wow, this is like the perfect example. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. For those that are listening, guys, be givers. Don't be afraid to give to others. Um, the other thing that I love is the 18K investment because, <laughs> and that resonates with us so much because we were it so does. afraid. We were so, so scared of investing in ourselves, right? Like something that you don't even know if it's actually going to give you a return, right? Like it most certainly will because after spending that money, like you're going to put all your focus, all your effort. And not only that, you're putting yourself in an environment that's going to allow you to grow. Yeah. Um, Cassie, so, can, can you describe a little yeah. bit like what was that moment for you? Because yeah. like we, we, we told this story not long ago in one of the episodes where we invested... Uh, About 25 grand. And I think it's the first time that we actually say that in public. And it was not an easy decision. It was like so challenging inside of us. And I mean, uh, inside and outside, we were sweating <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> we did not have that money. That's the thing. So, like, you know, it's like, how do you go through that? Like, how, why you made that decision? Yeah. And can you describe a little bit what people might be feeling? Because we, we cannot stress enough the power of investing in yourself. Oh, my gosh. Yes, um, it was like a litany of emotions. And I, I totally agree with you guys. Like I didn't tell my family, like of course my husband knew, but I did not tell my family for over a year how much I had invested. And it wasn't actually until I had a coaching position because I was like, you know, because I knew they would ask well, you just paid 18 grand. What are you going to get out of it? You know? And, uh, for me, there were another, like logical and emotion, like had, had to come into play here. And this was one of those things where my first, uh, my first battle to overcome was how, how am I going to communicate this with my husband that he understands it and supports this decision? Because, you know, in our marriage, it's one of those things where I'm like, sorry, honey, I'm just going to do, you know, no, that wasn't an option. Yeah. So I, I had to uh, collect myself and really look hard at this because like we're a family of six and 18K is not just play around money, yeah. you know, that, that could go a long way with, with what we're doing. So, so like what you said, it is a ton of skin in the game. Um, but I felt like it didn't give me a back door, you know, and I was at that point where I was like, I, I knew I had to have that sink or swim mentality. Yeah. And I also knew that I was resilient enough to, um, that come hell or high water, I was going to uh, make a return on that investment. And it wasn't just going to be break even. It was going to be, yeah. um, double, triple, you know, five times, 10 times. And, and actually, you know, that was m my husband's first question, you know, it's like, how, you know, how are you going to, to pay for this one? And what is your expected ROI? And I told him that I would close some clients before I left the, the, uh, funnel hacking live, um, that would, that would pay for the membership. And I did like that wow. same day. Um, Amazing. I was literally sitting next to some people the day before, and we had gotten to talking about, you know, the business that I was in and the mm -hmm. marketing agency, and then they were growing, they needed someone, um, to take over some ad accounts. And so like, it was it, like in my mind, it was done, you know, like, okay, I've got the payment covered. I've got a client onboarded. So like next week I know exactly what I'm doing. And that was the easy part. The logical part was the easy part. The emotional part was, and actually doing it was the hardest thing. Like actually getting up out of your seat, going <laughs> to sign forms for $18,000, yeah. like, whew, that was, um, I, I was, I was a wreck. Um, you know, you're, you're scared, you're worried, you're running the math, you're running the numbers, you're, you're making sure it makes logical sense. But at the same time, you just absolutely know, um, you have to, you have to get out of a completely different, like you have to level up your mindset and the, and, and the network and the people that you're around. Because I knew as an agency, I needed, I needed people who were growing and scaling from organic to paid traffic. And I wasn't going to get that, um, you know, with, with, without putting myself into the network environment. because I'm a really, I'm a heavily relationships yeah. driven. So I needed that network. So for me, it was an investment in a network as much as it was an investment in my own development. 
So, but, oh, just, you know, fear, worry, excitement, sadness, like what the heck, like, like <laughs> that roller coaster of yeah. like, I'm doing it. Like I can barely, <laughs> you know, sit here and then like, oh, I'm doing it. Like ugly yeah. crying, ugly crying, ugly crying <laughs> because I didn't take it on the first day. The first day that he offered it. Um, it's so funny. Like if I look at, at the progression of my mindset was like 18 K, are you freaking crazy? Because like, for me, I was going from zero investment, zero investment ever, of, of, you know, personal growth of network of masterminds of, of, of anything. So like, then I start marinating on it. And then Myron comes back the next day and he makes the repitch. And I had talked to him earlier in the week, uh, Myron Golden, and God bless this man. Like I know he was put in my path for a reason. So he made the repitch and he made his comparison of freeple people, of cheaple people. And, and I was like, that's me (laughs) first, first, um, he, he did that and the Eagle story. And he was like, and well, and you know, that's what Russell is. He's like, I'm going to swoop in and we're going to push you out of the nest. We're going to swoop in and catch you. And I'm like, I don't want to be a cheap old people. I don't want to be a cheap old people. And I want to fly. Oh my God. So, so, um, I'm t- I texted my husband, Adam. He was, you know, and he was like, is there someone I could talk to? You know, he didn't know who Russell was. He thought Russell would get on the phone. Like, he's not getting on the phone with you, babe. I'm sorry. Um, Put Russell on the phone. (laughs) But um, I was like, let me see who I can get, you know, to have a conversation with you. And ugly crying, mascara running down, like my face is all twisted. I go and I find Myron. And we had, like I said, we had talked all week. So we knew each other and he recognized me. He's like, what is wrong? I'm like, I know I need to do this. And at this point, the, the jumbo screen has this 15 minute timer <laughs> counting down, counting down. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm trying to explain it to Myron and I'm watching the numbers go down. I'm like, Myron, like, I'm just, I need to do this. I know I can't, I can't stay in the same place. And I know like this will change my business, but my husband would feel more comfortable if he talked to somebody who's worked with Russell and it was the integrity of the program and all of this type of stuff. Yeah. And Myron didn't hesitate. Wow. He did not hesitate. He's like, he needs to talk to somebody. Let's go. And immediately stepped out into the hall and the rest is history. And I was still calming down and like catching my breath and, um, you know, just, just to hear the conversation between Myron and my husband and they're still close to this day, but Myron went above and beyond. He was like, if you let her join this program, I will, I will make sure she applies it. I will, I will make sure she's accountable. I will check in with her. And And sure enough, he did. Like I started the program and I didn't want to bother him. So like I just, but every event he was, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what your prices are. Tell me what your offers are. You need to raise your prices. And he was just good to his word, always looking out for me, always checking in on me. And um, to this, to this day is is such an amazing supporter and and mentor. Um, He was one of the first few interviews that I did on the podcast Um, I just, I cannot thank that man enough for just, you know, being there at that intersection of that, of that huge decision. Um, again, you know, I just, I feel like he was just put, put in my path for a reason. And, uh, I'm just, I'm grateful beyond grateful. That's amazing. I mean, that, that has so like, it is, is so similar to what we live because like the decision that we made was also because of Myron. So (laughs) we might have to bring him to the show so he could like tell everybody on this audience and everybody like why this is so important because he literally in like 15 minutes, he completely changed our beliefs around money and, uh, the progress that we've done since has been massive. So Myron, if you're listening or watching or doing anything, you know, thank you from the three of us because wow, like you've literally changed your business and and we can wait. So I mean, uh, I think more than our business, (laughs) everything life too. And so thank you for, for bringing that and actually telling the experience because sometimes we, we say, Hey, we invested this amount of money just like it feels like very easy, but it's not. And so I appreciate you saying, and telling that story yeah. and like the ugly crying because we were definitely ugly crying too. Oh. We had the timer and I think we signed up when it was like two minutes left or one minute left. I had to run to the table to do this investment. Uh, yeah, which I never thought. Yeah. So Katie, if you're listening, that's exactly what we paid. She, <laughs> she did not know. And she asked me, she's like, do I want to know? And I'm like, no, let me tell you when uh, we actually have some traction. So 
There you go, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> now we need to make sure she watches the show, right? Katie? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so Cassie, that's awesome. So you you obviously make this investment, start like going through this development process, right? Uh, so along the way, tell us a little bit like what's that journey like and why you decide to then switch a little bit your business because uh, at this point you have business number one and now your business is completely changed right yeah yeah so the progression of the business really um it it happened through coaching into ccx whereas i i came in through to it with the perspective of you know i'm an agency owner i understand growth strategy i can help people understand the comprehensive long-term play that they're making and building a business like the, the, the legacy brand. Right. Yeah. Um, because a lot of, a lot of times people make the mistakes of, they think if they make a high investment, like a program like this, that they're literally writing a check for success. And that's not the case. You have to put in the work, you have to put in the strategy, you have to get uncomfortable and put your message out there and, and figure out what big problem you're going to solve and then how you're going to solve it in a repeatable, simple way, right? And a lot of a lot of people, they, they just, they were confused. And, and so I brought to the table, like the, the, how I walked my agency clients through this, through, through the messaging, through the organic um, to paid traffic. Uh, Cause as an agency, my stand on that was the same thing was with relationships is if you cannot prove it organically, then we're not going to put some money behind it yet. Like we need proof of concept. We need testimonials. We need to know that your process works um, before putting some ad spend. And you can accomplish all of that organically. It's a little bit harder, but putting in that hard work in the beginning ensures that your message is dialed in when you start putting paid traffic behind it. So that's, that's kind of like where I was at. So when I was going through 2CCX as a student, I was specifically growing my agency and publishing myself to get outside of my comfort zone. And um, I know you guys are huge fans of Steven Larson. And one of our first events um, was essentially to paraphrase him was be you louder, right? And it's, it's all around that message that he shares of publish your face off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, I'm a small town girl. I have a Southern accent. I am a lot more comfortable behind the camera than in front of the camera. Yeah. I like personal referrals because <laughs> they're pre-framed. I don't have, you know, to overcome any false beliefs. I don't have yeah. to do hard sales. So like all of this stuff was so uncomfortable and, and just outside of the norm. But I knew as an agency owner, if I was going to coach my clients through that and not be willing to do it myself, I wouldn't be in alignment with what I was trying to teach them. And um, so I had to really understand what it meant to be uncomfortable and to do it. Cause I can't ask them to publish daily or connect with their audience or, um, you know, make sure that they're testing out their messaging if I'm not willing to do the same in my own business. So I kind of, um, you know, became my own sort of like firsthand case study where uh, how uncomfortable can I make myself today? You know, (laughs) so... (laughs) Um, that was sort of in the student phase and the agency grew and, you know, it it was, it was really, really fun and it was, it was easy, um, because that was one lane. It became a little bit more difficult as a coach into CCX because I started seeing the heart and soul of other people struggling of, of the, you know, the imposter syndrome of the doubt and the fear of like the obsessive planning and whiteboarding and mapping out of funnels, but never launched. Mm. So, um, that was, that was a huge problem that I really, really wanted to solve because it was bigger than just messaging and organic to paid traffic. Um, there were so many incredible and talented people that were never getting their offers or ideas even to beta because they had so much internal work um, that needed to be done. Like, you know, they had that imposter syndrome. They thought everybody else had a better solution than them. They had no right to compete in the marketplace, you know, much less about, you know, fear of going live. And I mean, that's a whole different route to go behind. So Amplify actually, um, came up as 
um, it was, it, we started it out as a retreat. Like what if we could just spend four days focusing and helping people hone in their message, um, helping them take action on creating and mapping out their framework, their one thing that they were going to create yeah. and sell their one thing that they could talk about for five minutes or three hours that they could, you know, create a whole value ladder of service on like their core. And um, not only that, but help them build their own internal confidence, have marketable assets. I yeah. called up my friend, Nick Fitzgerald, and I, I called up Jorge for, for the mindset, for the, for the inner work. And so we had professional marketing assets. We had the mindset, inner work, and the, you know, the ownership of the outcome through Jorge. And then um, I would help them put everything together in a streamlined, simplified yeah. strategy. Because overwhelm, like, does nobody any good. And, and in four days, not only did we do that, but we also had a ton of fun. Like, we were done by three and we specifically would go out, we'd have dinner, we'd go on adventures, we went to a studio for a taping, we went to Amazing. a not scary farm for, for Halloween. Like, <laughs> it, I wanted them to show, like, it, the, like, the hype of hustle, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you have yeah. to fill up yourself, you have to create your own experiences, because after all, like, what are you working for if you're not creating time for that? Yeah. So, so that kind of just planted the seed of Amplify, and then um, the uh, the coaching program for 2CCX changed. And um, so I was able to go full force in, in January with, with what that vision was. And we launched in March and and just pretty much haven't looked back since. It's, it's, been, it's been incredible, incredible to just continue to serve. Um, and, and that's, you know, at the heart and soul and core of what we do. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, they, through your message, yeah. you can really tell, you know, how authentic and caring and loving it is. And like how you like, I mean, who would honestly like there's a few people that are willing to leave those positions to go do what you guys did honest. And it's it's kind of like you're answering to your colleague, which is awesome because um, there's a lot of people that I feel like they're afraid of taking that step. Right. Like taking that leap of faith, if you, if you want to call it yeah. like that. Um, I mean, and you mentioned a few things that I really, I like mark down in here, like scratch them <laughs> down like this, right? The, the, the getting out of your comfort zone, that's always so, so difficult. Yeah. And what I like is that question that you said, like, what are you working for? Right. Because we live in this culture where everything is hustle, 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 just work, work, work. And we mentioned this in the previous show. It, there's people that die from that, literally, from overworking. So, and I feel like a lot of people, they start working with something in mind and then they forget all that and it all becomes like everything just goes around the, 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 your job and the work. Um, so it is important to remind yourself, what is it that we're working for? I think asking those right questions to yourself is just like, it changes everything. Yeah. I mean, the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. So, I didn't come up with that quote just saying. I would love to, I would love to, but it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, it's, it's thank a you. wonderful quote. <laughs> thank you for, for sharing your story yeah. and, you know, walking us through how this business came to be because clearly, like, we've been part of your community for, for a little while now and uh, we just see the overwhelming support that your people give you, you give them, and then they give each other. And, This is one of the things that we talked about in a couple of other episodes as well about like that aspect uh, of community within your content or platforms or so on. And it's so powerful because what you're doing is you're, you're creating those relationships, you're building those relationships. And we've seen the results that they're getting, you know, they're they're checking those milestones, you know, one by one and they keep going and moving forward. And it's all about momentum. So um, you specifically, right, you said that you battle a little bit through through that content creation, right? You're, you were in a position where that was not so comfortable to do. And I think when we start creating content, uh, sometimes we're in that position too. Mm -hmm. uh, we were there for sure. Um, you know, what was that thing that made you take that next step and now take it to like 10 more steps with your own community and business? Okay. 
this is a this is another one of my favorite stories. So um, All right. <laughs> at that yes. same event where where Stephen was telling us to publish our face off, we also got um, training from Alex Sharfin, and and he said a couple of things that totally shifted um, my mindset. The first was if you have a problem with money, you haven't given enough away, and that was the first time like the light bulb in my head went off. Wait, I can scale beyond what I'm currently setting as my goal because at that point in time, my goal was how do I take care of my family? How do I just pay my bills? And then how do I help people? How can I pay it back? How can I pay it forward within our community? And then when he put in that perspective, I was like, wait, if I've got this figured out, and we can contribute to our com- community. Why can't I contribute greater? Why can't I? Why can't I scale this and and just keep helping more people as it grows and scales? So that was my first sort of like aha. And then um, he started working us through a four part client centric mission. And if you listen to his podcast, it's on the podcast. So yeah. you know you can definitely map out the four steps. But Step number four is another ugly cry moment for me mm-hmm. because I'll know I'm successful when. And I was having a problem with that because a lot of people were standing up and they were sharing and I'll know I'm successful when my company's name is associated with the top X, Y, and Z in the market or when we've reached X, Y, and Z amount of money or, you know, it was all, all you know, not not what I'm really, it, they, they're not motivators for me. Like people yeah. who knowing my name wasn't a motivator for me. Making just a ton of money wasn't a motivator for me. And I was ugly crying um, <laughs> during a break and a friend of mine, Lisa Wendler came up to me and she's like, what is wrong? I'm like, it's number four. Like, I can't figure it out. Like, I don't care if people know my name. I don't care how much money is in the bank. And I just like, I can't, I can't figure out how to put it into words, how to communicate success when that's not my definition of success. Yeah. You know? And she was like, good. Because when the haters come and they will come, when you get loud and you get your message out there and you're standing in the gap to serve people, what will they have to say to you? What can they say against you if you are truly in alignment with your mission to pay it forward and to help people and pay the way for others? And so when she put put that into perspective, I realized that the strength was really in that anchor outside of myself. It wasn't my successes. It was defining success by helping other people achieve theirs, um, I'll go to the mat for anything. I'll, I'll go toe to toe, I'll take the gloves off, I will battle. Um, when it's mission driven or if somebody's you know trying to limit someone else or tell them they're not worth it or tell them they're not good enough or tell them they haven't been doing this long enough to be considered an expert, who are they to, to say or do X, Y, and Z? When I shifted my mindset like that, then then the uncomfortableness of publishing, of going live, of turning the camera on, of getting that message out there consistently. It wasn't as hard though. Like I still had my own sort of like physical things to overcome. Like I had to meditate, I had to plan, (laughs) I procrastinated. Like it's not like it all just magically went away and it was easy for me to go live and share my message. But I would just, I had that in my mind. Like if someone needs to hear this message, then I have to be willing, I have to be willing to share it. Yeah, that that seems awfully familiar to the story of of my brother here that he was actually (laughs) pretty afraid of sharing his story too. And I mean, I'm sure he'll get into that, but I love what you mentioned about your definition of success, right? And I think that is key for everybody to understand because... I mean, we honestly live to in a comparison place, right? Like we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and we're like, oh, I want to do that and be like that when I grow up, right? But like, okay, like, yes, it might look nice, but in reality, what what is it that you want, right? Like that question, I'll know I'm successful when. And I think that's a question that we've been exploring as well. I don't know, honestly, one, I don't think, I don't know if I could answer that 100% with uh, security, but I know I'm yeah. like, I've been exploring that that side and, and it's, it's difficult, of course. It's a deep conversation with yourself, um, but I'm, I'm 100%, uh, I'm 100% sorry, <laughs> sure 
that when I find that answer, like everything is gonna like not become easier, but it's gonna be a great motivation yeah. motivator for me to you know keep moving forward. So thank you, Sharon, for that because like I want I want to let people know that I think success is definitely definitely sub subjective. Like you need to have your own definition of success um, for you to be able to move forward. Because like if your definition of success is is kind of like guided by someone else, is someone else's success. You're just constantly going to be chasing, 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 and like never going to get to the place where you want to be. So, Cassie, with your current community, was this a planned thing or it kind of like <laughs> did, this, did it happen organically? Because for those listening, Cassie has an, uh, an like amazing. I've done is <laughs> she has a she has a, a a massive and amazing community of entrepreneurs and and creators that they're so supportive and we talked about this element in other episodes where mm. people plan for these right people do it and they're like with an objective right of the community that tribe kind of deal so yours is so strong because it's based on on relationships and that's why i'm asking you that question was that something from the very beginning that that you guys plan as part of your business plan or is something that kind of evolved as you started to publish as you started to see the needs of the people that you were serving yeah so um now impact and and connection and and empowerment like that that's totally intentional Um, from day one, even in my photography business, I, I wanted that or that groom to feel like that day was, was seamless. It was the most special day of the first beginning to the rest of their life. Um, and so it was about impact. It was about, it was about that, 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 uh, I felt like it was my mission field, you know? Yeah. And so same thing with agency. I brought the same thing with agency. So like that was about as intentional as I got with relationships and, and the impact that I was having on someone else's life. That was always at the heart and the soul and the core of everything that I did. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the Facebook group and um, I mean that, that honestly, I fought the Facebook group. Um, you know, when you, when, when sharing about publishing, like the same thing came into play, uh, in launching the podcast and, and launching, um, the summit that we did and launching the Facebook group. Like it, it was that same battle every time. Is this necessary? Is this only going to add to noise or distraction in the marketplace or, or does it open opportunities to serve better? And if the answer was it was going to open opportunities to serve better, then we said yes and we went forward. Mm -hmm. And even even with the Facebook group, um, Chantel Turner helped me launch it in, in December. That was a decision that was literally made in less than a week um, where I was like, oh, I'm publishing, I have a podcast, I have, you know, we had the retreat. I just feel like there's, there's, I need sort of like a home base on, on Facebook for, for people to collect and for, for them to lift each other up and for them to always be able to go to and not just wait until I go live or until there's a Tuesday or Thursday episode drop. Um, but I fought myself in, in, is it necessary? Right. Yeah. Is it a distraction? Is, is it not going to help them grow but it did That's so we launched it <laughs> i love it i think i love how you guys go like one step at a time but every step you guys i don't think you guys overthink but you guys again and it goes back to what you guys stand for like you guys see the impact like okay how impactful is this gonna be does it make sense yes or no okay let's let's move forward with it So I absolutely love yeah, that. Yeah, I, I put here uh, that question that you just said. Uh, I put it as a power question. And I think we're going to yeah. start applying this in everything that we do. It's like, does this thing that we're about to do, does it does it create opportunities to serve better? And I think that's such a powerful uh, question and sentence because you can actually measure, right? It's like, okay, if it's not adding to the buckets, we'll put it on the side. And it could be a great filter and, and it can give a lot of directions. So thank you so much for sharing that yeah. with us. Um, and the listeners, listeners, if you are debating on whether doing things or not, use that question. Please, please do. Yeah. So 
tell us a little bit. You have some. You're in the middle of something right now. Uh, please share with us what are the what what are those like secret amazing things that you guys are doing uh, with the audience and and how can we how can they connect with you? What's the next step? again and, and amplify that when we launched um, in March, we, we, we led with a coaching program and a group coaching program. And what we quickly realized is that it wasn't so much a uh, group that people needed. It was more one-on-one -on -one specific strategy and mindset mm -hmm. um, that they wanted to accelerate their learning curve. They wanted to go faster. Um, but there was also like some really deep work that needed to be done while they did it. And so, you know, we had to, to do some, some inner searching of like, who is Amplify? Are we a coaching program? Are we an agency? And that's when sort of all, all hell broke loose with the, the coronavirus and um, agency totally blew up because there were so many people who, who needed like speed to market, like launching their funnels, getting support with organic to paid traffic strategies and everything like that. So we're left here, like, are we in this middle ground? Like, yeah. how do we define ourselves? And and so that's 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 where we're at right now is is we're transitioning, and um, we're we're still doing the coaching, but a lot of what we do is uh, within it's, it's almost like a hybrid of agency and coaching, because we want the the people that we work with and the funnels that we launch to have their best chance of success. Yeah. But also like the reality that it is not just to flip the switch and it's going to rain. Yeah. You know, it's 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 an evolution, just like everything is an evolution. So we're there to optimize and to strategize and to consult and everything like that. So we're working with with fewer exclusive clients. We have a lot of uh, uh, equity partnerships and revenue shares in place um, because like we're invested, we're totally invested in the success of wow. our clients, whether yeah. they are coaching or agency. Um, and that all hinges on growth mindset. And uh, all of us, and I know you guys will agree, like nothing really shifts perspective in your, in your business um, until you accept that you can always improve yourself. You can always get better. Not that you necessarily have to learn the, the tactics or the technicalities of everything, but if you yourself are getting better at decision-making, at outsourcing, at you know systems and structure and scaling, and, and, and because you're only going to be able to scale as, as large as your mental capacity can go. So many times we're our own worst enemy and we are that bottleneck and that yeah. roadblock and serving and creating that bigger impact. So that's where we're going. And today actually uh, kicked off a series that partner Jorge Vasquez is leading on, on the 15 days of growth. And uh, because it, it really was that, that shift in perspective and that internal mindset that, that, that set everything ablaze. Like, on this like the thing about it is you can have the best offer the best strategies the most beautiful funnel but if you don't have the mindset and the grit and the strength to endure you're never going to launch it yeah, you're never yeah. going to outsource or build a team and you're going to lose a lot of momentum scalability and impact just because you're sit there time after time, second guessing, waiting till it's perfect, or just talking yourself out of it. And that was that was one of the biggest problems that we saw over and over and yeah. over, not only in, in 2CCX, but even on the agency side, where they would they would have an offer and they would they would second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, like right on down the line um, until the market, they wouldn't even let the market decide. And, and sometimes that's the hardest thing because you're putting yourself out there to be rejected. Yeah, yeah that's that's such a real fear. Um, and I love mm -hmm. what you said. Like, it reminds me actually of a quote of Steve Larson. That is, your business grows to the extent that you do. And I, I mean, I've seen that in our journey that when we started, we were looking for the fast, you know, the fast track. Like, what are the tactics? What do we need to know? What is the next, you know, golden strategy that is going to take us to be millionaires? And it, it's not like that. And once you start learning that it's 
it's a growth journey uh principles that you need to learn and not only learn but apply and get over your own fears and beliefs like that's when everything changes so guys if you're listening to this go check them out because they are the real deal and i mean it's you you need to be there mentally like she says so you can if, if you have the best offer uh product whatever like it doesn't matter if you're not there mentally so guys please 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 go check them out yeah i feel like as entrepreneurs and business owners you know you you start this whole journey with with an objective either serve more people push a product you know you like you're pushing an idea that you really believe is 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 useful to the world right i think in best case scenario but as you start building these relationships the business you know whatever that looks like you're also embarking a parallel journey like within like inside of yourself of like like you're facing your biggest fears you're facing a ton of crazy stuff and then if you add to that content creation and how do i promote this and how do i get out how do i how do i give my message to more people like that just puts it to the to times 10 right puts a lot of pressure so what cassie is sharing with all of us today guys is so important to 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 just sit down and be like do i actually want this and if i do what is my next step because you guys are taking like we're on taking on two journeys which is what we felt in the last year or so once we dove in head first so cassie thank you so much full circle once we did the investment (laughs) exactly once we did the investment so cassie thank you so much for sharing all your amazing stories i'm I'm gonna be like using your ugly crying you know (laughs) analogy like crazy because that's us literally um how can how can people connect with you how can people find you but before that sorry before that the action point we haven't shared mm. the action point. So we love to we love for you to to leave our audience or the, the people that are watching live with, you know, one thing. What is that one thing that if you're a business owner, a content creator that uh, you found that has been mega super useful to you and you want to share with them? Oh, yeah, um, I think the number one thing that I would say and, and this can apply for no matter what level that you're at in business because we've we've worked with them all like just starting out barely making six figures over seven figures and then on into the multiple eight figures and beyond that at every at every new level like you're going to feel like you don't have it all figured out like you are not prepared and i think the biggest thing is to realize pause and plan as best as you can but do not stay immobile like you've got to put some things into play you've got to fail you've got to need you need that data uh that's on the other side yeah of that failure so i think that i think the biggest lesson is just to accept that you know in in those phases of growth there there are data points and there is information that we need and and it it touches on what we said earlier success is subjective and when you get to a point in business sometimes you're just testing things with failure and and putting yourself out there and being like you know what if i it, it goes back to high school like with your hypothesis like I think if we do this, this is our best case scenario. And, and, and if you just sat there and just kept thinking, 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 you would never have the hard facts or the data that's on the other side of that. And that is imperfect action, mm, right? Yeah. And, and, and just plan the best that you can, take the action knowing that you're intentionally going to get the data to evolve and evaluate and improve. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's such a golden nugget, like big one. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, like, things that come to mind when you said that. I think the episode would extend way too long, so we're going to have to bring it back for a part two. (laughs) Yes, and we'll bring bring Jorge, too, because, like, you know, he he brings so much value, too, to those calls, and, and you guys together is amazing to 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 watch that show is is awesome. All right, guys. Think, well, with that being said, Cassie, yeah. do not leave because we have two more minutes with you. But with that being said, wait, so, wait, oh, that's wait. right. Where can we find you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, we Thank you, Fonzie. as organic to paid traffic, you know, we're we're always on Facebook. Um, we have Amplify My Impact. It's our free group. 
Um, Luis, you guys are there and I appreciate you. We have live calls every Friday that again are free. Um, we have the Amplify My Impact podcast. And again, Jorge is doing literally 15 days of live uh, growth training right now um, from nice. here until June, June 1st. And we just, we just want to serve. Like we want to plant the seeds of service and help people where they're at. Um, because in our business, there everyone does have to be at a certain mindset to be able to to start to grow and scale at the point where we work with our clients. And I I made myself a promise that I was never going to be one of those businesses where it's like, if you can't give me money right now, then you are not worth my time. I that is the like that is sort of like the antithesis of of what we represent. Yeah. And and what we are trying to teach our clients not to be because um, there you can always serve and add value and and have something that you're creating that will that will lay the foundation for the future and if all that if all that does is serve people right where they're at and they never give you a dime then i feel fulfilled and i did my job if if we can then help them to further scale and grow their company then that's the icing on top you know that's the yeah. cherry on top and, and what we really strive to do is those win-win-win scenarios where it's not just enough for us to win and the client to win. All of our clients are impact driven. So when they grow in scale, just like when that light bulb went off for me, when they yeah. grow in scale, they are contributing with, with that increased income and profit and revenue stream. Um, you know, someone else in the world is benefiting, whether, you know, it's additional charities or donations. Um, or they're planting the seeds in others to be able. So it's like the ultimate ripple effect. Um, but that's that's where you can find us, and um, that's what you can expect um, from us because uh, we just we want to be part of that ripple effect and that greater contribution for everybody. That's yeah. amazing, and I'm sure you guys already are part of that ripple effect and many yes. other ripple effects. So thank you so much, Cassie. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Well, with that being said, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Please do not forget to subscribe at Content is Profit Podcast. That's right. Make sure you smash it, hit it, and uh, follow us on social media at Go on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, don't forget to share and leave us a five-star review, guys, and be a giver. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>